would say, I will trust in his name on Monday. I will trust in his name on with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. It had to be embedded embedded in, in that thing there. And But do you know that if it had not been for Christ, there would be no church? If it had not been for Christ dying on the cross and that blood pouring down, right? There would be no church. There was power in the blood. And I want you to know that some 2,000 years later, the blood still works. <laughs> Say that with me. The blood still works. The blood. Come on. The blood. It still works. It still works. And this whole thing about the blood. Didn't just start there on Calvary. Hmm? Hmm? So go with me over to Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. <clears throat> Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. And once you get it, just say amen. You don't need to stand this morning. <clears throat> once you get it and you're with me, give me some eye contact. Something so I know that you're with me. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Just waiting on a few more. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. And I'd like Leviticus. Some of you started counting Genesis, Exodus. Yes, it's the third book in the Bible. We're going, we're going, we're going early into the Old Testament, right? <clears throat> um, chapter 17. Hmm. Verse 11. 
Amen. And it says this. <clears throat> For the life of a creature is in the blood. And I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Yes, sir. The blood still works. Yes, sir. So reaching recent recent days. Over the past few days, I have been spending um, some time reading through the Old Testament. Especially the passage dealing with the exodus of Israel from Egypt. And in, in the scriptures, I have come to understand that God gave his people some scientific truths that was centuries ahead um, of that possessed by men at the time. They, they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. For instance, God spoke often about washing the body under running water. This is a simple form of cleansing that wasn't really practiced by medical professions until the latter part of the 19th century. In fact, doctors would often operate on a patient and then go directly um, to another patient, stopping only to wash their hands in the same basin that had been used by others. Another truth God revealed to his people was the notion of quarantines. Huh? COVID-19 quarantines wasn't new. Hmm? Repeatedly in the Bible, God tells his people to remove from their midst those who are infected with diseases. It was this same knowledge that, that, that was instrumental in, in streaming the, uh, the, the, um, the, the, the Black Plague that claimed a, a third of Europe and, and this COVID-19 that we're dealing with now. That, you know, quarantining was a way to curb what was going on. That's right, that's right. And there were many other instances um, that could be named, but perhaps the most remarkable of the scientific statements made in the Bible is the statement that's found in our passage today. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Hmm. The life of the flesh is in the blood. This is a truth that wasn't understood by scientists and doctors until very recent times. In fact, the blood was often seen to be the culprit behind many diseases and a technique called bloodletting um, where they would let some of the blood run out of the body was used to bring about healing. But sadly, 
It brought about that. It was the same technique, uh, bloodletting, that caused George Washington to die. And sometimes doctors would attach leeches to their patients in an effort to remove blood from their bodies. Well, this morning, I would like to take a few minutes to look at this verse and say that it is still the blood that is the life of the flesh. And it is still the blood that is the life of the soul. I want you to know that the blood still works. So there are a couple of statements that, that, that I want to make this morning concerning the blood. And the first statement is that the blood is a precious substance. This verse tells us that every life of the body is contained in the blood. The very life of the body is contained in the blood. As I stated earlier, medical science didn't understand this until the invention of the powerful microscopes that allowed doctors to look at the blood and better understand its function in the body and understand the blood is unique. Consider these facts. Biology 101, right? The blood is the only tissue of the body that is mobile. The blood produces many fluids. The body produces many fluids, but the blood is literally liquid tissue. Other fluids are limited to certain areas of the body, but the blood touches every single cell in the body. And in our body, we have about five quarts of blood. And, and, and this blood travels through our body. And as it does, the blood carries oxygen and nutrients to the cells of your body, bringing life as it travels. At the same time, the, the same blood also removes the waste products from the cell. And this waste never contaminates the good things the blood carries that the body needs. Hmm. Now, while the red blood cells in the body are carrying oxygen-rich hemoglobin and nutrients to the cells, another part of the blood known as the white blood cells are present to defend the body against outside invaders. When the body is injured, you, you, you may notice a swelling in the area of the injury. And, and this causes um, by blood being rushed to the injured area. Have you been injured? Uh, blood that is rich in the white blood cells. These cells have the power to kill germs and infections. And as they do their job, they die in the process and are expelled from the body along with the infection. All of this is going on in the blood. 
There is more that the blood does, such as carrying antibodies and antioxidants. But just these simple insights are enough to let us know that the blood is extremely vital to the existence of us all. Hmm? And there is power in this blood. The power of the blood in, in, in the body is so great that an infection in the bloodstream has the power to infect the entire body. And the loss of too much blood has the power to interrupt human life. Now, while the blood and its importance cannot be overstated in our body, everything we have said about the blood thus far also has a spiritual application. Yes, sir. Just as the blood is necessary uh, uh, for physical life, the blood is also necessary for a spiritual life. However, the major difference is that the, in the spiritual realm, one must have his own blood, but in the spiritual realm, we must rely on the blood of another. So the blood is a precious substance. And, and my second point is this, is that the blood is a provided substance. See, God tells the nation of Israel that he is the one who has given them the blood. He was the creator of it and he was the author of this sacrificial system. You know, left to themselves, they, they, they would have probably practiced religion in so many different word, ways. It would have been, had involved idols and, and other works. However, God devised a system that involved death and suffering. And this had always been his plan. When we look over at Exodus chapter 12 uh, at the Passover and God said, look, kill these animals and take the blood of the animals and, and, and put it on, on the doorpost. And, and when I come, when the spirit moves and, and sees the blood on the doorpost, the spirit's going to pass over that house. Suffering and death. Why? Because the sinner needed to know firsthand the penalty of sin. God demanded blood from the children of Israel, and, and the Lord still demands blood today. Many in our day, in our time, we, 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 we kind of recoil at the mention of blood. However, it has always been God's method of dealing with sin, and it always will be. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says, The law says that almost everything must be made clean by blood. Sin cannot be forgiven Without a blood sacrifice. First Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, you know that in the past, the way you were living was useless. It was a way of life you learned from those who lived before you. But 
you were saved from that way of life. You were brought, but not with things that ruin like gold or silver. You were brought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He was a pure and perfect sacrificial lamb. Hmm. You see, Leviticus, this verse is a prophetic verse. Here the Lord is speaking ahead to a time when he, when he would give the ultimate blood for us. He is looking ahead to a time when his precious son would go to Calvary and shed his blood for you and for me. That was the purpose behind these sacrifices. It was all pointing to the cross. So the place that God mentioned for these sacrifices was the altar. A place associated with death and suffering. The altar was a bloody, grim place, also marked by the blood of the dead and the dying. From the altar rose the smoke of the sacrifice that burned there continuously. It was a place of suffering. Again, this all pointed to a time when the Son of God would go to the altar called the cross and would shed his blood, the, the redemption of mankind. Please never lose sight of the terrible price Jesus paid for us. He suffered terribly so that we might be saved just as the sacrifices of old were tied to the altar and burned with fire. Jesus was nailed to the altar and burned in the fire of divine wrath. The price he paid was a terrible price. But there was purpose in the provision. You see, God reminds them that the reason he gave them the blood sacrifice was to make an atonement for their sins. The word atonement means a covering. God gave them the blood as a means of covering their sins and of bringing them into fellowship with himself. Hmm. Let us not forget that it was sin that separated us from the presence of God. And the blood has the power to bring us together. The blood still works. I don't know about you, but... One of the most remarkable truths in the Bible is the fact that God genuinely wanted to have fellowship with us. He has proven this by the lengths he has gone to to bring 
us together. In fact, he placed more value on our lives than he did on the life of his own son. And to me, this is an amazing thing. To me, it is absolute proof of the power of the love that God has for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He would value us more than he valued the life of his own son. Yes, sir. Romans 5, 8 says, but Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And by this, God showed how much he loves us. This blood is a very powerful substance. Hmm. Did you know that the blood covers sins? <laughs> it is stated in these verses again that the blood was given to cover sin. That is, when the blood was shed and applied to the altar, God saw the blood and not the sin. It was, sin was removed from the sight and he accepted the blood of the innocent sacrifice in place of the guilt of the sinner. Interestingly enough, of the millions of sacrifices that were slain during the days of the tabernacle and later in the temple, not a single sin was ever removed. They were only covered by blood and had to be recovered every time a sin was recommitted. <laughs> this is told very clearly in the book of Hebrews 10:11. The sacrifices were never finished, and sin was ever a problem. Thank God that all that has changed. You see, the blood cleanses sin. You see, when we come to the New Testament and to the death of Jesus on the cross, we find a sacrifice that was filled with the power that the Old Testament sacrificial, sacrificial system could never know. <laughs> what we find out about the blood of Jesus is that it has the power to take away sin. <laughs> this was the promise uh, in the book of John where John said the next day John saw Jesus coming 
towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And it is this declaration of the word of God that we find in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 through 14. It says, but Christ offered only one sacrifice for sin, and that sacrifice is good for all times. <laughs> then he sat down at the right side of God, and now Christ waits there for his enemies to be put under his power. With one sacrifice, Christ made his people perfect forever. They are the ones who are being made holy. First John chapter 1 verse 7 says, we should live in the light. Huh? Where God is. If we live in the light, we have fellowship with each other. And the blood sacrifice of Jesus, God's son, washes away every sin and makes us clean. Unlike the Old Testament sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross will never have to be repeated. <laughs> it was a one time for all times offering that forever removed the sins of every person who places their faith in him and his shed blood. I want you to know that the same blood still covers sins today. The same blood still cleanses sins today. The blood still and this blood converts the sinner. <laughs> this blood converts the sinner. When a person under the sacrificial system offered his offering to the Lord and spilled the innocent blood, nothing changed in their life. He left the altar, moved by the death of the animal, but otherwise was unchanged. Hmm. <laughs> However, when a person comes to Jesus by faith and is saved by grace, that person will never be the same. The blood of the lamb has the power to convert the soul. Not only will God cleanse away your sins, but he will forever change your life. The blood of Jesus has the power to make us new creatures. The old is past and all things have become new. The blood still works. The blood 
still works. The Old Testament sacrifice had to be repeated every time you sinned. (laughs) And each time the blood had to be poured. (laughs) But the blood of Jesus was shed one time and covered our sins for a lifetime. That blood that was shed on Calvary had the power to cover a multitude of sins. That blood became the life force for everyone who accepted Christ as their savior. That blood allowed God not to see our sins and and that blood saves and that blood still works. The same blood that worked back then still works today. The blood of Jesus, it still works. The blood has the power today to cleanse you. The blood has the power to save your soul. It has the power to forgive your sins. It has the power to reconcile you back to God. It has the power to change the trajectory of your life. The blood of Jesus still has the power to redeem. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Have you been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? The blood of Jesus, it will heal you. The blood of Jesus will deliver you. The blood of Jesus will free you. Jesus, people 
who have committed horrible sins. People who have turned their backs on God. But Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says how much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. We must serve the living God. We must take the good news of this living God to people who don't know God and let them know that the blood still works. I want you to know that the blood of Jesus still works and it will work for you. The blood of Jesus can save you. The blood of Jesus can forgive you. The blood of Jesus can deliver you. Your life exists in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is what makes our life clean for the life of a Christian is in the blood of Jesus. The life of a Christian is in the blood of Jesus. The healing of a Christian is in the blood of Jesus. The deliverance of a Christian is in the blood of Jesus. There is a name I love to hear.
yes. The blood will even work on you. <laughs> so don't think that you messed up so badly that the blood won't work on you. The blood 